Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journey so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener of One of a Kind You, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of this podcast. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for stopping by to check it out and see what I have to offer. I just am so appreciative because there are so many podcasts out there and I know that as busy working moms and stay-at-home moms, there's so much you have to do and the fact that you're taking a few minutes out of your day to spend it with me makes me so appreciative and I don't take that for granted for one second. So if you're new, the way that this podcast works is I share a journal, journal entry of mine from five or six years ago and I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I had known then. So this journal entry is from May 23rd, 2016, and I write, As usual, I've been doing a lot of thinking. I've been slaving away with Wilmu, which is one of the complaints I had when I taught kindergarten. All of the work takes away from what I really want to be doing, spending time with the girls and pursuing my interests and hobbies, ultimately being present in the moment. When I am tethered to the computer, I am unable to do the things I truly want to do. It's hard for me to let go because my IDA evaluations come back on me, even if the course wasn't developed by me. In the end, all of the time and energy I'm spending now to improve my courses will pay off because they won't consume so much of my time. The other thing I've been thinking about was Joel's message from this morning. He talked about the importance of valuing yourself. He suggested that everyone should compliment themselves and build themselves up because if you wait around for others to do it, it might not come. Also, you should look for the positive in what we do because looking for the negative will tear you down. I'm going to try to start doing this. I think it will help with my self-image and make me more aware of the fact that I am a good person and try to be the best version of me I can be. The other thing I've been thinking about is my meditation this morning. It was about noting emotions and feelings when I'm stressed. I tried it when I was getting Casey to swim class. By the time we got in the car, I was feeling stressed and overwhelmed. It was because we were late. Casey wasn't moving as fast as I wanted. She was rambling on a million miles an hour and then wanted a snack. I snapped a bit, but then tried the noting technique and it helped a bit. I felt less frazzled and irritated. I have to be more mindful to use the technique in the future. So... There is, of course, always lots in this journal entry because um, I was processing a lot at the time and going through a lot at the time. So um, one, I'll say on some level, downfall was that I was always, always thinking. And so I was always stuck in my head and I really wasn't doing what my heart said I should do. So um, I didn't want to be slaving away on the computer, but my mind said that I had to because I was so worried about this outside circumstance that ultimately at the end of the day, I really had no control over it. And I kind of um, fooled myself into thinking that once I got my courses in tip-top shape, that it would almost guarantee me good IDA evaluation feedback, which was not the case, um, because I have no control over how someone's going to perceive me as an instructor, how they're going to perceive the course materials, the resources, uh, my grading techniques, my feedback. Um, I, I, I had no control over that. And so I spent all this time on 
pouring into this these courses when really I didn't want to be teaching at WellMU anymore. I wanted to let go of it, but I couldn't because I was so worried about what other people would think of me if I let go of my teaching career altogether, 100%, not just in an elementary school setting, but also at a graduate level setting too, because then I would be ultimately you know, a failure for not sticking with it or not pursuing what I intended to pursue for my career or profession. But I find it interesting that I, you know, write that I want to spend time pursuing my interests and hobbies. I really don't think I even knew what those were at this point because I was so focused on everything else. I think ultimately I just wanted to be, um, I wanted to perceive myself as a patient mom that was present. I wanted to to believe that I was a good mom and I was a good spouse to my husband. I mean, that's really where my focus was. And I really wanted someone to tell me I was doing a great job. That is really what it boiled down to. And so the fact that someone might not, someone might say that I wasn't doing a good job in my profession was more than I could handle because I wasn't getting validation there, but I wasn't getting validation outside of that setting either. So I just so desperately was seeking for someone to say, Kim, you're amazing. Keep up the great work. And um, you're the best. And it wasn't coming. So I was pouring myself into these things, trying to force that to come in any way, shape, or form that I could. And so um, what I really probably should have been doing at this time was actually spending time figuring out what my interests and hobbies were. And um, I was completely available for my kids 24-7. So that present mom part on some level I was present because I was always available for them but I wasn't present because I was always in my head thinking about how to be a better mom how to be a better wife how to make my time at Wilmington University better ensuring that I would get good IDA evaluations um, worried about what other parents at school would think of me if my kids family project wasn't perfect hanging on the wall in school what would people think if my kids you know didn't have perfectly matched outfits and all of these things. So I, for those reasons, I really wasn't as present as I wanted to be because I was allowing other things to hijack my thoughts. Um, and at this time too, I was, um, listening to Joel Osteen regularly on XM or satellite radio. And, um, not because I was so much into the religious factor, but more because it was motivating. It was inspiring. It was giving me a different perspective on how to look at things. And I also at this time was trying to figure out what my spirituality was. I thought that meant, you know, religion and reading a Bible, but it's actually more than that. And it, it took time to figure that out. But this is probably actually what I should have been spending my time on is giving my chance myself a chance to explore spirituality. What does that look like, feel like, sound like for me? Not for the way that people said it should look, sound, or feel. You know, not turning to, oh my gosh, if you are spiritual, that means you have rosary beads that you pray to. Oh, that means that you read a Bible. Oh, that means that you do this or that. And so really giving myself permission to actually dive deep and figure out figure out spirituality for myself in a way that is aligned with me and my values. And so, um, the reason, but this is why I loved listening to Joel and I still do occasionally, not as much as I did back in 2016, but he was talking about the importance of valuing yourself. And 
I don't know about you, but I still probably don't compliment myself as much as I should. And I certainly didn't do it in 2016. It was, there was no self-complimenting going on there. That's for sure. If anything, I was too busy tearing myself down, focused on all the things that I thought that I was doing wrong or not right or could have been doing better. And so, um, but this is the other place where I really got hung up a lot. I was always waiting for someone else to compliment me, to build me up. And it didn't always come or it didn't come in a way that I thought it should. And so that was really the struggle. That was really the struggle. It was like putting all my eggs in this basket of uh, waiting for other people to validate me instead of validating myself. And so I rarely looked for the positive in what I was doing. I was really focused on the negative and really tearing myself down. I mean, the fact that I wasn't too hard on myself with the situation in Casey going to swim class was uh, not the norm. Let's say that, you know, if I lost my patience with Casey or Lily, I would cry. I would beat myself up. I would tear myself down. I would say what a horrible parent I was. I wasn't deserving of my kids. I wasn't deserving of my marriage with my husband. You know, I would tell him all the time, you should leave me because you can do so much better. You should find someone better to raise our children than me. And I just didn't see really any value in myself, let alone um, what I did. And so a lot of it went back to the meanings that I attached to things. I thought because I lost my patience with my kids every now and then, that was horrible. Having this expectation that I had to be patient with them 100% of the time is just not real. I mean, let's be honest. I'm human, they're human, and we're both trying to function in this world and figure things out. And so that just put pressure on them to be perfect kids. And it put pressure on me to be a perfect mom. And neither way does any of that shake out to work. (laughs) That continually sets everything up to be a disaster and a struggle, a challenge, a fight. And it really keeps the victim mentality around instead of allowing that mentality to be released. And so because I left my teaching career after only six years, because I was miserable teaching online, because I didn't have this purpose outside of being a stay-at-home mom, I really felt pretty horrible about myself. I felt like, wow, what a failure am I that I spent gobs of money on student loans because I paid out-of-state tuition because when I moved up to New Hampshire, I was not an in-state resident. And so even though I lived in New Hampshire for almost three years, each year that I had New Hampshire residency, they would not grant me in-state tuition because I was an out-of-state resident when I first enrolled at the college. And so, um, you know, I felt like a bum, like I had wasted all this student loan money on this degree that I wasn't quote unquote using um, in the way that I thought I should be. I was struggling to be a stay-at-home mom. I was struggling to love the career that I had at the moment, which was teaching online. I mean, just everything was an absolute struggle. There was not one thing like I felt was going 100% right ever. Um, You know, we had work to do on our house and I couldn't even make a decision about that because even that felt overwhelming to me, trying to decide what hardwood floor to choose or what 
wall hangings to choose. And I was just so afraid of messing up anything that I really shut down. And the more I shut down, the more I tore myself down. And that was because, I mean, the, the whole root cause behind it is that I had low self-esteem. I had low self-worth. I didn't look at myself as um, a work in progress. I didn't, I didn't give myself that human aspect. I felt like, oh, I should have all of this figured out. I shouldn't have left my teaching career. I should have been able to manage it. All of these unhealthy, unserving mental beliefs, these beliefs, these stories, it just was not good. It was not good. And so um, the meditation really was helpful in that it reminded me not even so much, so much the noting of what emotion I was feeling, but when I took that moment to stop and note, it gave me a chance to breathe. And that is so powerful because you go from fight, flight, freeze response in the moment to giving yourself that oxygen that your body needs, the this break that your body needs, your mind needs to actually tap into what your heart is saying and moving forward from there rather than a place of reaction. And so, you know, it was my fault really that we were running late, not to put more blame on myself, but I was the mom. I knew the time. I knew how long it took to get to swim. And so I often ran this pattern of trying to do too much in a short period of time, you know, there were times where we would be 10 minutes early and I'd say, oh my gosh, I have 10 minutes. Let me go do this one thing and then we'll leave. Well, that one thing ended up taking 15 minutes. Well, now we're five minutes late. And so I used to run this pattern quite frequently of doing that. So I'm probably sure that that's how we ended up running late to begin with. The other piece of the puzzle is that I I thought I could make Casey move at the speed that I wanted her to move. Um, no, I only have control over myself. I could influence Casey, but I had no control over actually how fast she was going to move to get ready for swim. And I didn't understand that at the time. I didn't understand what I really, truly could control and what I couldn't. And so that was the, also the piece of the puzzle that would trip me up is that I was trying to control everything, everyone. And it just, it, that also doesn't work. So that creates more anger, more frustration, more self-doubt. Um, more feelings of inadequacy because it's like if you can't control all of these things, then wow, what good are you? And so really letting go of the controlling others and really focusing on the control that I have for my own self, that was the key to the puzzle with that one. And I just didn't have that key at the time. I didn't have that puzzle piece. And so the noting was so important and I, I honestly don't think I did it much after this, um, mostly because that was not the mindset that I had in that moment. That wasn't how I operated. I frequently operated from fight, flight, or freeze. And so um, for me to take a moment to note feelings, emotions, thoughts was not my typical op- mode of operating. So that felt awkward and uncomfortable. And I didn't um, practice the skill enough at that point to make it a more regular thing that felt more aligned. Um, It took a lot of practice to just even be aware of me starting to lose my patience and why that was happening or me feeling angry or frustrated or whatever the case was. It was really identifying like, okay, 
I'm feeling this way because no one's moving and I'm starting to feel out of control. There's too much uncertainty there. So um, finding a way to create certainty for myself without lashing out, without losing my patience, without screaming at people, without tearing my own self down um, was was a work in progress. And so if you're listening and you think like, yeah, right, Kim, noting my feelings, noting my emotions, it's never going to work. No, it's not going to work immediately if it's something that you don't gradually add into the day or into the situations when you're feeling your stress level rise. It's definitely something that you have to practice. So if you can just um, do it once and see that it does help, then it will get a little bit easier to keep doing it after that. So one of the things that I did was I put a stop sign on the refrigerator because that was my reminder that I needed to stop and note what was happening so that I could identify the trigger, I could identify the emotion or the thoughts or the feelings and determine a plan for moving forward. And so um, I also had, had stop written on the cover of my bullet journal and I had it written periodically throughout the pages randomly so that I could give myself that mental reminder because I lived by my bullet journal at this time, less so now, but that was kind of how I used that to determine if I was doing a good job that day or not based on how many things I got checked off. Usually didn't get many checked off because having kiddos home during the day and trying to manage them and occupy them and be with them and enjoy the moment doesn't always leave a lot of time to get to-do lists done. And so that was the other thing is, you know, bullet journal and really um, letting go of that too. Letting go on that reliance of that bullet journal to to give me those positive thoughts or to be my avenue for a compliment to say like, oh, good job, Kim. You got 8,000 things checked off your to-do list today. You're on top of it, girl. Um, so, so try the noting. So if I can leave you with anything at the end of this podcast episode, it's just pause when you're feeling um, big emotions or if you're feeling frustrated, stressed out, overwhelmed. Um anything like that, that doesn't feel good. And also compliment yourself. You know, it got to the point where I felt like the girls were really good at nagging each other, but not really good at saying, thank you for helping me with this. Or I noticed that you thought of me in this way. And so we had compliment jars with just those cute little metal buckets. You can find them at most of the craft stores. They usually have themed ones for each holiday. And we got little pom-poms from the dollar store. And every time someone did something nice for the other person, we would put a pom-pom in the compliment jar. And so even if we have to do that for ourselves, um, it might seem silly at first, but it's just to build the habit. And so you can see actually visually like, wow, you're really great. You're a great mom. You're a great partner. You're great at all the things that you do. And it's just a matter, it's about giving yourself credit for that. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it with a friend because the more the merrier. And also if you would be so kind to leave a review, I would be so appreciative because I take the time to read the reviews so that I can ensure that this podcast is exactly what you're looking for, is a resource that you can turn to whenever you're needing support or guidance or feeling like you need another mom friend who's in the same boat as you. And so I just thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and I hope to see you next week.